Eco Money on Money FM 89.3. Hi, I'm Rachel Kelly, and this is Eco Money on Money FM 89.3. Now, listed companies are on path to warm the planet by 2.7 degrees above pre industrial levels this century. That's according to the latest MSCI Net Zero Tracker. The number is well above limiting the rise in average global temperatures to 1.5 degrees Celsius above pre-industrial levels. In fact, at the moment, just 19% of listed companies align with that 1.5 degree target. That's the threshold above which scientists say the risk of catastrophic climate hazards increases significantly. Now, the MSCI Net Zero Tracker monitors alignment of the world's listed companies with the critical threshold of limiting the rise in average global temperatures to 1.5 degrees and counts down the time until the collective carbon budget for listed companies is estimated to be depleted. The latest edition of the MSCI Net Zero Tracker also looks at listed companies across industries that are addressing economic opportunities associated with the climate transition as well as the alignment of unlisted assets with global climate goals. Sylvian Vanston, who is the Executive Director of Climate Change Investment Research at MSCI, says that while targets are growing, so are emissions. What we can see from the May 2023 edition is that we have more targets, better disclosures, which is good, but ever-growing emissions, which is not good. We wish we would have it the other way around, obviously, because at the end, success is measured by emissions going down. The IPCC tells us in the latest um, AR6 report, which came out a few weeks ago, that we still have an increasingly shorter window uh, to act to achieve net zero by 2050, which is what will get us under 1.5 degree warming by the end of this century. So more targets, better disclosures, but unfortunately, more emissions. When COVID hit, we could see emissions going down, obviously, because economic activity has slowed. But since then, um, the global economy has totally caught up with emissions and we're back to pre-COVID levels. So we've kind of, I would say, wasted an economic crisis to reduce carbon emissions here. A little bit like in 2008 with the financial crisis, we saw a similar effect. So do the figures mean that now that economic activity has resumed post-pandemic, there's a danger that sustainability could get put back on the back burner? Or are there concerns that we could be seeing more talk and less action? We see an ever-growing set of commitments from listed issuers, which is what MSCI generally focuses on. Unfortunately, they are yet to produce significantly meaningful results in terms of decreasing emissions. So the theory is obviously that if you are a large corporate with a very public commitment to reduce your emissions, especially if it's in line with the goals of the press agreement, all other things being equal, then you're more likely than your peers to actually reduce your emissions in the following years. So we might have good news in store uh, for the future, but taken as a whole, global economy, all regions, all sectors uh, combined, we see um, growing emissions. So what we see, for example, um, extrapolated over 2023 in the latest Net Zero Tracker, um, global emissions just from listed issuers in ACQUI-IMI, so that's the 9,300 largest listed issuers in the world. We see uh, emissions of 11.2 gigatons in 2023, which is the same as 2022. And that's 
a world record um, and you have to compare this to global emissions everything taken into account non-listed and even um, you know non-economic related uh, um, emissions of 60.2 gigatons so think that listed issuers generally represent about one-sixth of the emissions and they are still going up now because we have the Paris Agreement, which is now generally understood as trying to contain global warming under 1.5 degree, uh, that gives us, that gives the world and, and world leaders um, a roadmap which can be converted into some sort of a carbon budget. So when we apply that budget to listed issuers, we find that if we have to stay, if we want to stay under um, 1.5 degrees, so achieve net zero by 2050, uh, we have about 41 gigatons of, of budget left. Now, if you extrapolate the current rate of emissions, 11.2 gigatons, that budget will be burnt by October 2026. This is pretty soon, of course, but even more worryingly, this is actually two months earlier than the previous edition of the net zero tracker at the end of last year. The question is then, what more can be done to get us back on track? And this is where us investors come in. MSCI highlights that investors and other capital market participants have a critical role to play in narrowing that gap by using the strategic levers at our disposal to spur companies to reduce emissions in line with the Paris Agreement. Sylvian Vanston, Executive Director, Climate Change Investment Research at MSCI, adds that we also need to see more technology being brought to scale. Such as renewables, such as electric vehicles, such as uh, regenerative agriculture. We also need to see a shift in lifestyles, especially from developed economies, because it's not just a matter of curtailing the offer, but also the demand side. We also need to see a ramp up from investor, a ramp up of shareholder engagement with laggards, with laggard issuers, um, because clearly the theory of change in the world of climate finance, uh, when you try to reduce not just portfolio emissions, but real world emissions, largely goes through shareholder engagement. So there's a lot already underway, especially in the carbon intensive industries, but we will probably need to see in the coming years much more forceful shareholder engagement on every sectors. And last but not least, we probably need to see investor calls for policy shifts. So that is engagement from investors with policymakers, because we also need to level the playing field across regions and across industries. That has to ramp up most probably. Interestingly though, within the top five industry groups, that's utilities, materials, energy, transportation, food and beverage and tobacco, the average estimated carbon intensity for listed companies is 76% higher than that of unlisted companies. I asked Sylvian why this is the case given the amount of disclosure pressure on listed companies. That is true. This was um, in, in the latest Net Zero Tracker. We, we focus also on unlisted assets, so private assets, with the help of our partner Burgess. Um, and contrary to, I would say, intuition, um, carbon emissions are not hiding in the world of private assets. On the contrary, our calculations show that on average, private assets are slightly less carbon intensive than their listed equivalents. This was a surprise to us and to our analysts. It really boils down to exposure to various sectors. And we also looked at the, at the um, differences between uh, US, 
EMEA and APAC private investors. And it turns out that actually US private investors are slightly less carbon intensive than their European peers. Again, that that is counterintuitive. When you look at that, it's not that they're better or worse one versus the other. It's just that US private investors are much more exposed to tech companies that tend to display a lower carbon intensity versus their European peers who are a lot more exposed to industry and infrastructure assets, which obviously are more carbon intensive. Do you think we could see a reversal of those additional two months? I mean, 2022 and and those last few months have been a real challenge, especially in the energy markets. This is an an unexpected situation since the beginning of the Ukraine-Russia war in February 2022. That has led to a significant rallying around the energy sector. We should hope that the growth in carbon emissions uh, commitments, so pledges to net zero typically, which is growing all the time, uh, will lead to results, will lead to real world emissions decreases, because these are commitments from corporates, not just from investors. So for example, we see that overall decarbonization targets, now we have 44% of acquis IMI, so listed large listed issuers, with a decarbonization target of some sort, that's up 8% versus our previous tracker. So it's significant growth emissions reductions targets. And 17% have a so-called SPTI, so science-based targets, initiative approved targets. This matters because actually SPTI is sort of the gold standard when it comes to target approval. And it's actually very difficult to get an approval stamp, so to speak, from SPTI because they expect, obviously, emissions reductions, very steep emissions reductions in line with climate neutrality, so in line with science, net zero science. That hopefully will produce results because those targets, some of them, you know, are put up for shareholder approval. Some of them, all of them are public. Um, We capture only public information. This should, in theory, lead to um, emissions reductions. So while listed companies are making progress towards net zero, a significant gap remains between companies' collective climate ambition and the amount of greenhouse gases that are continuing to emit into the atmosphere. As an investor, are you ready to take a deeper dive into your portfolio's listed or unlisted assets? Send us a text and let us know, 8855-0893. I'm Rachel Kelly, and you've been listening to Eco Money on Money FM 89.3.